We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, I hadn't planned on doing the entire show on uh, the Hochul idea to mandate natural gas, but... On the other hand, I would be stupid to get off of a uh, something that you have a great interest in talking about. Um, I, I'd love to know how important natural gas is in your life. I'd love to hear from people whose lives were saved by natural gas during the blizzard. As somebody who, along with uh, all of us here at News Radio 930 WBEN, worked extensively during the blizzard of 22, I'm acutely aware of how many of you did not have power. Uh, acutely aware of how many of you were boiling water and going into a small room and uh, making sure you were as warm as warm could be. Very aware of the number of people who died in their own homes because they had no heat. And this whole uh, Hochul idea is, uh, uh, you know, and she's basically representing the uh, the climate people on this thing, as uh, we've talked about uh, during the WBEN newscast today. Um, it is the way I look at it a grave risk to the lives of those of us who live in the climate in which we live. Um, Your electric grid can be great, okay? You could have a state-of-the-art electric grid, but a big blizzard comes along, doesn't matter how good your grid is, it's going down. And we saw that during the blizzard of 22. Um, And it's it's very uh, disconcerting to me. And it's like anything else in life, folks except maybe dating, if the other person finds out, you uh, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. You know, what do your investment advisors tell you? If you have an investment advisor, just common sense investing. You don't put everything you've got into one stock. You diversify because that way you can absorb losses better. That way you kind of mitigate risks of one thing crashing better. Um, and there's different investment strategies for different ages. Those of you who are younger, you can take more chances. Those people who are older, the main goal tends to be capital preservation. And the key word is diversification. So what what's wrong with using that approach toward energy in the United States? I mean, what's wrong with saying, yeah, you can keep your natural gas and you'll also have access to electric if you want. And if you really want, you can put solar panels on your house. I mean, what, what's what's wrong with that? I, I, I fail to see it. And we're doing all of this in the name of climate change. And a basic knowledge of geology will tell you, I think, everything you need to know about climate change, namely that, of course, there's climate change. There's always been climate change. There's always going to be climate change. And that being said, I take a backseat to no one when it comes to the conservation, for example, uh, of our land and the conservation of our Great Lakes. Uh, I think you've listened to enough shows to realize that uh, I regard the Great Lakes as absolutely sacrosanct. That's one of the biggest reasons I was heavily, along with a lot of people, against putting the wind turbines in Lake Erie. Um, You don't mess with your source of fresh, natural uh, water. You can't do it. Um, But anyway, 
uh, your take on everything that uh, is going on. And in the future, next time I do this topic, um, there are a couple of things I'd like. I'd like to get State Senate Minority Leader Rob Ort on for a longer period of time to answer your questions. Unfortunately, I must confess that a lot of the questions you guys have asked me today, I don't think he knows the answers to either, and I don't know that Kathy Hochul, I'm sure she'll come on the show, uh, I don't know that Kathy Hochul has the answers either uh, to some of these uh, questions about apartment buildings, senior housing, propane, and the Amish. Propane is a fossil fuel. So I don't know that Kathy Hochul has has thought this through, and I don't know what the mood is of the Assembly and the Senate in Albany. I do know that both bodies are controlled by the Democrats, and, you know, not to make it political, but uh, the, the Democratic Party, especially in New York State, has been moving increasingly um, to the left. Uh, this does not resemble the Democrat Party that I remember from the 1970s or the 1980s or even the 1990s. It is a, it's a totally different mindset. There was a time when Ronald Reagan was in the White House where Tip O'Neill and Ronald, Tip O'Neill was a Speaker of the House, Democrat, um, and uh, Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan could sit down and have some beers. I think Senator Kennedy Went to the White House a few times to kick some back with uh, Ronald Reagan. Don't worry, I think he had a designated driver. But uh, these days it, it isn't like that. It is extremely divided. And that's frankly one of the reasons I don't like doing political shows. I've never been a big political talk show guy. I know that that surprises some people. Uh, uh, but even less so now because, you know, my job is to have as many listeners for as long as possible. That's my job. And the minute you start introducing politics, and us and them and my side and your side, you basically commit the same mistake the Buffalo News made. You instantly turn off 50% of your audience. Think about that. I don't want to be the Buffalo News of radio and find myself working out of a closet next week, okay? Took me years to get out. I'm not going back in. But anyway, <laughs> I saw that as a yearbook quote online. kind of cracked me up. But anyway, uh, I mean, that's that's one good change I guess we've had in uh, society. People ought to be free to be themselves and not worry about uh, repercussions, social or otherwise. But anyway, um, your calls, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And I, I'm, I got to tell you something. I've been consistent about this. Uh, in, oh, in addition to Rob Ord, I'd like to get people from the gas, people from the electric industries on the show. But um, I could talk more. But uh, let's have you talk. I've, I've droned enough for uh, enough for, for today. Oh, a couple of people wanted to know. Look, the only thing I have to have done tomorrow, it's a procedure on the veins in my leg, which swelled up twice as big as they should be after the COVID vaccine. Now, I know what some people are going to assume when I say that, but please understand, my body has reacted badly to many vaccines. So, you know, I, I, I know that people want me to lead the chorus against the COVID vaccine. I, I'm not going to do that because... My body has reacted adversely to four different vaccines that I could name, including COVID. So it's it's something I think in my body that just doesn't like foreign invaders. It doesn't like it doesn't like vaccines, any vaccine, COVID or anything else. Uh, and I did file the VAERS report over the weekend. Um, faithfully followed it. Oh, one quick note: I'm not going to go into many details on this, but if you if you use CBD gummies to maybe help you sleep or maybe pain control, and you intentionally buy the THC-free gummies. When they say online that THC-free gummies can show you testing positive for THC, 
They're absolutely right. Let's just say I know this. Let's just say my doctor is not concerned. I brought the product in, and uh, they understand. Look, I, you know what? It, it's just it's kind of funny because I, if you talk to my close friends, I, I don't smoke weed, and I would if I could, but I don't. And uh, it was just it was just kind of funny. So let that be a warning to you. You choose CBD gummies, you really can test positive for THC. Kind of, it's rather funny, but tell you something. Not that this happened to me, but it was really embarrassing. Like, I'm telling you, I don't, really. <laughs> but really. And, and as far as the meth and the coke, I have no idea how they got in there. Anyway, I'm kidding about that. Uh, let's get back to the calls on uh, WBEN. Here is uh, Steve in uh, North Tonawanda. Uh, that was my uh, feeling this morning. Uh, Steve in North Tonawanda, you're on WBEN. Hello. Good evening, Tom. Um Boy, you uh, you and so many of your listeners uh, have hit on so many strong points, and I I think what it really comes down to, um, okay, at the top of the food chain, the producers of fossil fuel, uh, they don't really care whether they're sending it to our house via natural gas or burning. You, know, you want you want to. Uh, um, Coal for a main power plant? Yeah, we got that too. So they don't really care which which coal uh, fossil fuel product they own you're you're burning. Um, They're making money no matter what. That's why we don't hear much from them. Um, The only difference I can see, I've thought about this for a long time, the only difference I can see is um, if it's, if it's burned central, if our fossil fuels are burned centrally and delivered to us via electricity, they can monitor exactly how much you use or don't use, and they cannot do that with uh, our current uh, natural gas setup. Um, the only way you could, uh, for uh, okay. Uh, so what, what you're getting at, what you're getting at, is this is about this is about control, and that, that as I understand you, absolutely. All right, uh, hold on, Steve. If you if you want to add on to that, well, I tell you, I'm not a big fan of these smart meters because I don't want somebody at uh, central switching to say, Mr. Bowerly has his thermostat at 67 in July. We're going to put it at 82. Screw him. Hey, I'm paying for it. Let me decide how cold I want to be and how much I want to pay. You already admonished me with the letters. This whole mandated conversion to all electric by 2030. And uh, no, nobody's going to be knocking at your door and stealing your furnace uh, under the cover of law. That's not going to happen. But it is going to happen that you're going to have to pay through the nose to make sure your house is able to support all of these appliances. And uh, the conversion is going to be very expensive. And uh, it's going to cost more to heat your home with electric than it does with clean burning, energy efficient, natural gas. I'm such a gas whore. Anyway, Steve, uh, you're on with us. Hello. Uh, hi, Tom. Uh, so it's all about control. Yeah, I just gotta say, I, yeah, that, that's what it comes down to. If you if you di- dissect what is happening, I can't come up with another reason why you would do it. Um, we know. Um, uh, let's suppose this happens. Let's just suppose, and you know, th- this has all been covered as far as um, if we do this, our grid can't handle it. Um, well, we will catch up eventually, 
But even when we do, again, the difference is the only way you can meter my heat control right now is if you come out here and manually turn down the valve for the gas. Yes, sir. I have one on my property, actually. I'm sure you. if you don't have one on your property, it's close by. Yes, but sir. You, you would have to manually do that, whereas if it's centrally, if our fossil fuels are burned centrally and converted to electricity and delivered, us, delivered as such, um, I can meter exactly how much I want to give you and how much I don't want to give you. All right, point point made. Thank you very much. Uh, that's why I want to opt out of this uh, smart meter nonsense uh, if I can. Let's go to Russ in uh, Buffalo. Russ, you're on WBEN. Your thoughts, sir? Hey, good afternoon, Tom. Yeah, I did a little research recently when I that this earthquake hit western New York about three weeks ago. And uh, number one, uh, National Grid is owned by a British conglomerate now, not a Spanish conglomerate. Uh, I forgot their name. It was a, a British name, but it is no longer part of really Western New York like we had always believed, neither Moloch and all the rest of the stuff. And BlackRock, like National Field, if you haven't heard anything from National Field, it's because it's really not the same company that we grew up with. It's, it's basically owned by BlackRock and a guy named Fink. It's a $10 trillion investment company, the biggest in the world. So there's no voices left from National Fuel to really get out there and say, no, this isn't going to happen. It's just not like it was when we grew up. It's an entirely different state of affairs. It's almost as if the U.S. has been bought up by these hedge fund investors, whatever they call them out there today. Yep. National Grid Transco is a publicly traded company listed on the London Stock Exchange. Exactly. So we don't have... And the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, we don't have those voices anymore. And Kathy Hochul is not a ruler. Uh, The governor of New York State... It's basically the executive branch of New York state government. She is not a lawmaker. And today, from this pandemic, basically what we have is an oligarchy of governors across the country. You rarely even hear from the legislature anymore. Now, this is, this is true. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we heard from State Senate Minority Leader Rob Ort last week, and the governor is still going to have to introduce this legislation. Uh, the thought is she's going to introduce it when she unveils her budget. But uh, as far as uh, we believe, uh, there, she cannot unilaterally put this into place. That would be a violation of separation of powers, um, and it wouldn't be cool. Uh, that would be against our state constitution. Um, so... It has not yet been clocked in, uh, in the legislature. So that's an important point that we want to make. Uh, it's in the governor's office, and as Bob Ort told us last week, um, it will probably be hidden in the, uh, in the budget proposal. But, uh, you know, as far as the, uh, the utilities not being the ones we grew up with, yeah, I mean, welcome to uh, international finance. <laughs> it. These are um, these are people again. They're in a club. They're in another club that you and I will never ever be parts of. All right, we're just we're just schleps. We're just working squids. It's all we are. It is uh, just shut up and pay the bills and pretend that uh, they took you out to dinner first. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Coming into the show, I must confess, I did not expect this was going to be the uh, entire show. But on the other hand, I also have to tell you that uh, I, I'm very hard pressed to think of a single issue that has motivated so many people to call with heartfelt uh, and, in some cases, very well researched opinions. The governor's proposal to basically do away with your choice of whether you want a natural gas stove or an electric stove, natural gas furnace or an electric furnace, natural gas water tank or electric water tank, and so on and so forth. Uh, I think the whole situation is abominable, and I think it's going to cost lives. Folks, if you didn't have natural gas during the blizzard of 22, how many more deaths would we have had inside of homes? And let me just hit you again with a fact. This is a medical fact from a medical doctor. For a senior citizen with limited adipose tissue, fat, a senior citizen lacking proper nutrition and proper clothing, 58 to 60 degrees inside a home is a life-threatening situation. 58 to 60 degrees. So without natural gas to uh, warm up a... uh, A soup bucket of... uh, A soup bucket? Yeah, forget I said that. One of those big pots of water. Um, How many of you might not even be here right now? And electricity sounds great until the electricity goes down. And electricity cannot be guaranteed because weather cannot be guaranteed. And anybody out there want to guarantee that we're never going to see another blizzard here in western New York? I, I don't take that bet. Uh, How many of you would have thought that the blizzard of 22, with all of our modern communications, with all of the information we have, with the better forecasting, how many would have guessed that the death toll from this past December storm would have exceeded the infamous blizzard of 77? I would not have taken that bet. But as I suggested before, I think a lot of it might be we have so many information sources, a lot of people weren't tuned in to local broadcasts. They weren't turned into what was happening locally. As a result, some of them might have been listening to uh, satellite. Some of them might have just been listening to a podcast and, and never heard that the National Weather Service, the day before the blizzard hit, said difficult to impossible travel conditions. See, growing up here, you hear the Weather Service saying those words, you better take them seriously, especially when you wake up on Friday morning and already by 8 o'clock you could tell it was going to be well, they weren't joking because you heard those winds, you felt those winds, and they hit just when uh, Andy Parker uh, said they would hit. And as far as I'm concerned, Andy Parker, meteorologist, is one of the unsung heroes of the blizzard of 22. I happen to believe that his uh, forecasting saved a lot of lives. And we had Andy on the program uh, every day leading up to the blizzard for one hour, from 2 until 3 p.m. every day to try desperately to get the word out. And we still lost about 50 people in the blizzard of 22. And that is really a shame. And it was heartbreaking to hear 
Well, the electric company can't get crews out to fix the transformer because the plows can't move in the snow. They can't see either. So if you're out of electricity, you got to wait until the snow dies down before we can even get plows out so the electric can be restored. And they made um, getting the electric people out to restore people uh, into the power grid, they made that a first priority for plows. Um, and Mother Nature... Again, Mother Nature is going to do what Mother Nature is going to do. But your thoughts on uh, the governor's proposal. And again, nobody's going to come to your house and steal your gas range or your electric furnace, or sorry, your natural gas furnace or hot water tank. Nobody's going to do that. Uh, no proposal has yet been clocked into the legislature. It is thought by Senate Minority Leader Rob Ort and others that uh, it's going to be part of her budget proposal. Uh, so the, what are they going to try to do, bury it in the fine print? But you guys need to call your state senator, your state assemblyman, your council member in your local town, your supervisor of your local town, and tell them you don't want this. You don't want this. And again, folks, how many more people would we have lost dying in their own homes? I, I wouldn't have thought that even possible. Dying in their own homes. There was one carbon monoxide death in Niagara County in Lockport, of which I'm aware, uh, but people should not be freezing to death in their own homes. How much worse would it have been without natural gas as an option? I've got a natural gas stove. I've got a natural gas fireplace, hot water tank, uh, clothes dryer. I forgot to mention that before. So if the power goes down, I know that if I'm home, I'm not going to freeze to death. Okay, It might be dark, but I'm not going to freeze to death. Um, and I think you should have that uh, option and opportunity as well. And uh, I don't see what's wrong with diversifying our ability to tap into some energy, especially when we most need it. So uh, I just I think this is an absolutely dangerous and foolhardy proposal. And what have we really gained if we tell people no more natural gas, it's going to be electric, how much more coal? Has anybody done this calculation? How much more coal are we going to have to burn to create the electricity to power all of these new appliances that will be mandated? And how much further ahead are we? I mean, think about that for a minute. You're burning natural gas or you're burning coal. Natural gas is a lot cleaner and a lot more efficient, is it not, than burning coal, the mortal enemy of mankind? It's just asinine. And your grandparents probably grew up in a household where that's what they used for heat, coal. My mom grew up in houses in Kenmore with coal. They used to shovel coal into the furnace. That's how they heated. Uh, back to the calls on WBEN. Um, this is uh, Toronto chiming in. And why Toronto cares, I don't know. But it's uh, Chris on News Radio 930 WBEN. Glad you care, Chris, about your neighbors to the south. Oh, Tom, of course they care about you and your friends. Uh, you know, and, and I, I listen to this, and it's great, because I'm an electrician. I'm a master electrician. I'm an electrical contractor. And, and a lot of the things that you're saying are absolutely true. Most of the things that you're saying are absolutely true. Uh, it, on the bright side, you could sit there and say, well, electric heat works, and electric water heaters work, and electric stoves work. Uh, you know, and that's all true. And you're absolutely right. There's a cost of conversion, and, and you know, that's... That's expensive. There's no doubt about it. That's expensive. And, and when we talk about things like heat pumps, well, yeah, they work. But as it does, you know, somebody called in earlier and said that as it gets colder, well, they still work. Well, they still work, but they don't work as well. So when you need more and more heat because it's colder out, they're not producing that amount of heat. So you now need a second heating system, 
which is probably either going to be an electric furnace or electric baseboard heaters, which is fine, right? I mean, it all, it all works, except for the fact that if electricity isn't cheap, this is incredibly expensive, and it's incredibly expensive on a day-to-day basis, and that's the reality of it. When you replace your gas stove with an electric stove, when you replace your gas furnace with an electric furnace, when you replace your gas clothes dryer with an electric clothes dryer and your gas water heater with an electric water heater, you're going to see your monthly expenses go up. And there's no solving that in a simple way. And, and, and probably the worst thing about all of this is the fact that these same people that advocate all of this are also advocating uh, the use of green energy. And, and windmills and solar panels are intermittent sources of electricity. It's dilute energy. It's not reliable. And so, you know, here you have a, a situation where you're going to need an extremely reliable source of energy, and it's not going to be there if you want to go to green energy. And even people like Gretchen uh, Whitmer in Michigan, she made a last-ditch effort to try and save the Palisades nuclear plant in Michigan because she realized that they needed it, and it was too, too little too late. And uh, the king of green, Gavin Newsom in California, managed to pony up over a billion dollars to save the Diablo Canyon nuclear plant, to keep it running for another five years, because you need that base source of energy, and green energy isn't going to be that base source. Um, I couldn't have said that any better myself. The only difference is you actually know what you're talking about. Um, the other thing about the uh, heating your home with electric, many of us have noticed our electric bills getting higher and higher anyway. I cannot imagine, I mean, the, the cost of heat with electric, by what kind of a multiplication factor is it more expensive than natural gas? Twice as expensive, uh, three times, four on, times? You can count on it. Yeah, you know, anything in that range. I mean, you know, you can, you can at, at the absolute minimum, even if electricity is reasonably priced, you know, it's going to be two to three times more expensive. Uh, unless electricity happens to be cheap. I mean, in, in somewhere like Quebec, electricity is dirt cheap, and everybody, everybody heats their house. Not everybody, but most people heat their house with electricity. Well, it should be cheap. cheap. It should be cheap here, but it's not. That's, that's not. That's, sorry, what's that? I, it should be cheap here, but it's not. No, and, and that's the reality. And, and green energy only makes it more expensive. If you take a nuclear power plant that produces um, one gigawatt, uh, one billion watts of electricity, uh, you know, to replace that with solar power, because solar power only produces power when the sun's out. That's obvious. But, you know, the sun is out a lot So if it's in, in June. So if it's a sunny day on June 20th, uh, it, you're, you're going to be putting out a lot of electricity, probably 95% of the rated power of that solar panel. But on a gray, cloudy day on December 20th, you're probably only going to be putting out 10% of the rated power of that solar panel. And, and this gets even worse if it snows, because when those panels are covered with snow, they don't put out any electricity at all. And so to, re, to replace a, a 1 billion watt nuclear plant, you need 8 billion watts of solar power. power. <laughs> and, 
and and that that eight billion watts of solar panel, you know, you're talking about, you know, something that would cover um, twenty square miles, and so. Uh, you know, and, and the city of Buffalo is what about fifty square miles? Well, let's just put it this way: you we're know, one of the cloudiest like places. Point. We're one of the cloudiest places in the country to begin with. So, I mean, I've never quite been yeah. sold on solar as a primary source of energy. I got to move on, Chris, uh, to other people, my love. But I'm glad you called. Thank, thank you, thank you very much. I got to get on to some folks here who've been on hold. Uh, this is uh, Ed in uh, Buffalo. Ed, you are on WBen. Hello. Hey. Um. I just want to, I want to start off saying I am not in favor of this. You should be able to choose whatever appliances you want for your home. If you want to heat, if you want to cook on a cold stove, I don't care. <laughs> but um, one thing, I mean, you seem to kind of be talking out of two sides of your mouth. You, you did say earlier no one is going to come and steal your gas furnace, but you also in the last half hour used the phrase forced conversion. And that's a little bit misleading. It's forced conversion when the time comes after 2030. But nobody well, on still January 1, you don't have to change. You don't have to change your appliances. No, but when when your I mean, we we mentioned this before, but when your natural gas stove dies after 2030, you no longer have a choice. It will be forced conversion at that point. So it's not really talking Correct. out of both sides of my mouth. It's just giving an accurate but picture. But you use the way use the phrase forced conversion without an asterisk. Well, I can't I cannot get, be responsible for how you interpret in. my my language, sir. I Of course, but then you get people calling in like that guy that was rambling about the stock market. Um and he goes, it's going to cost me a fortune. Well, the stove's going to cost you, you know, he think that man thinks, maybe because of some language barriers, that he's going to have to convert on January 1st, 2030. I think we've made it That's pretty incorrect. clear. I, I, I'll put you on hold if you want to lambaste me some more, but uh, um, I think we've been as clear as we can possibly be about what this is and uh, what it isn't. All I can do is communicate in the clearest possible way I can People can interpret um, anything that someone says in any number of ways, and I, I can't be responsible for how people interpret what I say when I try to communicate in good faith to the best of my ability. Um, you know, it's, it's that simple. I think we've been pretty clear. If you go back and you listen to a recording of the show, I think you'll find that to be the case. Been very clear about what is and, and what isn't going to happen. Uh, let's get back to Ed in uh, Buffalo. Uh, anything else you would yeah. like to add? I don't mean to lambaste you, but uh, I mean, and the other the other part of this is if if you don't think that uh, people aren't going to travel to another state to purchase a gas hot water heater, a gas stove, I, mean, I think I I think they will if they want to, because other people travel to other states for lots of other hobbies that they can't uh, acquire things for here. Um, so they're, they're, yeah, you, you're going to find a plumber who's still going to install your your Pennsylvania purchased hot water tank. Well, I, you know what? I, I don't know about that because the state swings a pretty heavy hammer, and they could easily say you're going to you're going to lose your license to be a plumber in New York State. You're going to we're going to revoke your business certificate if you get caught putting something in that you shouldn't be putting in. Um, just like veterinarian, uh, an example, if you're a veterinarian in New York State and they catch you doing a cat declawing, you're going to be fined big time and you might find your, your veterinary license in jeopardy. Sure. 
never underestimate New York State's ability to impose its will on its peons. Of course. All right. Anything else, sir? No, have a good evening. I, I shall. Thank you uh, very much. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've miscommunicated anything. Um, I don't take it personally. I just uh, I think I've, I've said what needed to be said as clearly as I possibly can. Um, I know sometimes it happens, I'm sure, with your husband or your wife. You say something and maybe they take it like you didn't want to. Uh, Jethro in West Seneca, you're on. Hello. Hey, Tom. How you doing? That's a beautiful day. Go right ahead, sir. It sure is. Hey, guess what I'm doing right now? I'm cooking on my gas range, making my dinner. Anyhow, um, something I don't think anybody's really talked about with this, and this is going to hurt us business-wise in this state if this goes through. What about restaurants? I mean, that is an excellent these point. restaurants cook with gas, as far as I know, or in the case of maybe a Ted's Hot Dogs, you know, fossil fuel is in the charcoal. So, I mean, they've got to really take that into consideration. Um, well, and, and who's who's going to pay the cost for ret- for restaurants to bring in the electrician and upgrade their electrical service? The customer is going to pay the uh, is going to pay the cost. Who's going to pay the cost of the increased price to heat your restaurant? The customer is going to pay it. So, no, this is not a, a customer friendly idea. It's a great point. I thought of that before, but forgot to mention it. Yeah, well, our friend Frank Panasic kind of mentioned it the other earlier on Facebook. So I got to give him a little credit from the seventeen ninety one society. But uh, I've come to the conclusion that these far-left, liberal-leaning governors, and I hate to make this political, but I am, they found they, they decided to get together and do, you, know, you see these memes, hold my beer. They want to see who can out-stupid the other. You've got Gavin Newsom banning gasoline-powered combustion engine vehicles around the same time that Kathy Hochul's doing the same thing with heating her state, cooking in her state. I mean, what are these people thinking? I, I I just don't understand it anymore. It's got to be hold my beer. Who who can be dumber than the other? I think that one of the things they're thinking is I want to be president. In order to be president, I have to show the far left, which comes out to vote in the Democrat primary, just as the far right does in the Republican primary. I want to show potential primary voters that I am the most progressive governor in the United States. Kathy Hochul, make no mistake about it. She has her eyes set on the presidency in 2024. That is an absolute gospel truth fact. She really thinks she's going to be president. And and you know what, Jethro? With the luck of Kathy Hochul, how much doubt do you have that if she runs, she will win? I'd put money on it. We've got Joe Biden. What more can you say? She's going to get it if she runs. All right. Thank thank, you. I appreciate appreciate the call. If you lost a a pin, P-I-N, if you lost a pin, a clothing pin, in the middle of an acre of land and put a thousand people out to find it and offered a million dollars to the person who got the pin, Kathy Hochul would find the pin. If I was Kathy Hochul, I'd be playing the lotto every single day, except I don't think she can win as governor. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, guys, thank you. No, I don't really think he was, he wasn't lambasting me. I, I'm just exaggerating there using hyperbole against myself. Uh, but anyway, I, I th- guys, thanks for all the calls. As the we do shows on this in the future. I want to get other people in here who know a lot more than I do about the electric grid, um, about the uh, infrastructure, about all of the issues that you guys have brought up today. 
I thank you very much for all of the participation. I'd not planned on doing this the entire show, but most of all, I thank you for having an interest in the topic. To me, it is of great interest. If you'd have told me I'd have been doing all these shows on gas appliances a few months ago, I'd have said, right, not good radio. But uh, as it turns out, it is something of interest to you because, frankly, it hits all of us. No matter where you are politically, no matter where you are in the socioeconomic spectrum, it, it hits you. And frankly, I believe the poorer you are, the more it's going to hit you because uh, you'll find yourself wearing winter coats inside. It's going to be that expensive to heat your home with electric. It's Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Stand by. Josh Schmidt, a great job again. Tom Puckett coming up. Then tomorrow morning, it's Susan Rose, Brian Mazurowski. Uh, uh, Brian, it'll be Brian Mazurowski, 9 to 10. David Bellavia, 10 to 2. Joe Beamer in for me, 2 until 6. I'm turning into a woman tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.